We're back. See, I told you I was uh, I was woke. Woke? No? woke. See there, Shauna, you're not even as hip as I am. No, I don't even know. How about that? I don't know. I'm like I don't have teenagers yet, you though. And... You have teenagers. Oh uh, yeah, I got. So one you're learning. Teenager. Well, you're learning. From oh, your teenage. if I told my kid, and I have done this before, that I was woke, she looks at me like I'm from Mars. There's something wrong with you, old man. I'm sure is what she's thinking. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know. I'm, Something just woke you up. <laughs> Sean, you're just making it look like you're less hip than you were a minute ago. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know what it means. Established. See Sorry, there? See, I, I at least do my homework. I know the words. I'm worried really about finances. I don't have time to worry she's, about hipsters. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. She's a planner, all right? <laughs> I'm a planner. I, I didn't, didn't, didn't mean I'm to. a book nerd. They're okay, responsible. Yeah. There's a, something we can agree on. A nerd. <laughs> and there are those that... Anyway, yeah, I guess. So uh, I'm Troy Harmon, and uh, here with DJ Barker and Sean of the, the Nerd. Sean of the Nerd. Sean <laughs> of Theory Alt. Wait till you have Revenge of the Nerd. No, revenge of oh, the Nerd. Oh, that, that movie's that right? like... That's, now, that's now, a real old movie. I yeah. remember that movie. Next thing you know, I'm going to get a wedgie on the end, <laughs> it sounds like, from the Nerd. This is uh, this. Game. Don't you make really me do my laugh. It's not, it's not yeah. good radio. Yeah. It's <laughs> the nasal laugh. Don't do it. Don't snort I'm on the air. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. And uh, we've been talking a little bit about a whole lot of things, uh, not the least of which is uh, financial situations and how you might uh, navigate them. Uh, we've got a question here, kind of spurred from last week's conversation uh, about QCDs, qualified. Charitable distributions. Charitable distributions. There we go. Thanks, Shauna. You picked me up. I uh, don't know if I could have got through that next year. <laughs> um, anyway, Jay wanted a clarification on last week's case study. He says, I want to be sure I heard correctly two important aspects regarding QCDs from last week. I was driving at the time, so please clarify. I'm glad to see that um, that you're paying more attention to driving than yeah, that's you good are thing. to us. I mean, we, Very important. we love the fact that you called for the clarification, but... Yeah. Um, um, so the two details, uh, you can take an IRA withdrawal directly, then write a check to a charity and not be taxed on the withdrawals. That's his question. And that is a no. It's not the way it works. You're going to have to, uh, you got to, you can't take the funds. It's got to be given directly to the charity. Right. right. From the custodian to, to the, the organization, right. not to your hand and then to the organization. Yeah. Otherwise you got get taxed so now you can and you can have the check written out made payable to them and right. have it mailed to you so you can give it to them or but you, can you do can't that. take true customers you do Correct. not actually deposit the funds right right the other thing with that to think about too and you may have already covered this last week i'm not sure troy but when you get your 1099r from the custodian it'll have the entire distribution you have to indicate what portion went to charity because right. it does not do that for you right. so you have to keep records yep going back so, to the old records Make sure you keep some records. You have to prove that the asset or the cash went to the charity. Right. So question number two was, with a charitable contribution as part of an RMD, which is a required minimum distribution, you get a tax deduction for the amount contributed, and that, again, was a question. Um, So situation is, if it was, 
if it was never taxed in the first place, can this really be is kind of the addendum to his question. Uh, reality is, no, that's not the way it works. It basically just lowers your income. You're not going to get a lowered income and a, a, uh, uh, the ability to write this off as a charitable contribution in addition to Correct. your lowered Right. Income. You're just not so if you're in Your the AGI is going to yeah, be 22% tax bracket and $10,000 is given to charity from that required minimum distribution amount. It just basically again with those records showing that where the you know distribution went, you just you're not taxed on that two your uh, $10,000. Right. Which it is which is that. stronger, you know, avoiding yes. the income completely the line, yeah. exactly above it, the, the line deduction is than below the line. The deductions right uh, are, give you less tax benefit right. than not having been paid, which is what this looks like. Well, right. and many people are using the standard deduction now, so you could still yes. be writing charity checks, and you're not even deducting it. Now, you right. may just want to do charitable right. donations, but you may not be able to deduct that. So the extent you can take it from your IRA distribution, you know, that is more beneficial. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, always talk to your, you know, your tax professional when you're when you're thinking about that, because again, you know, what we see sometimes, you know, these days is, you know, the bulking of um, charitable distributions. So instead of doing a smaller amount every year, maybe just say for the next, I'm not going to donate for the next two years because I'm going to do so much this year, you know. Um, so definitely talk through, you know, depending on what your tax situation is with your tax professional, see what the best benefit you have uh, when you're looking at, you know, charitable donations from either the IRA or taxable. Yep. It's always good to rely yeah. on the professional. They're going to get you the best answers possible. And we have a tax division at Hensler Financial. If you'd like to call us again, the number is 770-429-9166. You can call and uh, Mm -hmm. ask for our tax department and uh, get all kind of clarifications if you need them. All right. So we've got another question here. Marcellus from Atlanta says, I've always been a big fan of Boeing. That's in the news big time now. I've held held it on and off for more than five years, taking profits when I can. The news coming out of the Ethiopian crash of uh, other countries grounding the 737 and questioning other Boeing aircraft is worrisome. Uh, Is this a horrific tragedy or the beginning of the end for Boeing? Well, it's Mm -hmm. definitely a horrific tragedy. It's horrible, yeah. And it's the second in a few months for that 737 MAX 8. Uh, The U.S. actually came along and has grounded the the the, fleet. Fleet. Well, all, all 737 Max, Max 8 and Max 9s. So, uh, Which it, you is know, it hits. Big. I mean, that's a big decision. No doubt. No doubt. And in order for them to be recertified, it's quite a process. Number one, they got to fix the problem. Then they have to get the plane recertified to get it back in, uh, in uh, uh, service. And uh, there are many companies that have actually been uh, dealing with uh, these sorts of situations. Um but to be honest with you, it seems to me that the, the bigger issue here is, um, you know, kind of what uh, what Boeing is, has been dealing with. Now, I can make all kind of uh, comments about the way it impacts our indices, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Boeing is the largest they are, yeah. the largest weighted stock on the uh, on the. Dow Industrials. When they go down, anybody want to guess? Anybody want to guess how much weight Boeing has? Uh, Twelve. I, DJ. Thirteen. It's about ten point oh. three. Oh. 
But either price way, right. <laughs> the, you got a you got a index. It's yeah. thirty stocks. Right. It's price weighted, which in my opinion makes it almost worthless. Yeah. Meaning that the basically the index buys one share of all those thirty, and the one that's got the biggest price is going to have the biggest weight. So sure. you know you look at a company that's got a previous close uh, recently at three hundred seventy-five bucks. I mean this is. Uh, this is a really high-priced stock, and they could lose that uh, benefit if they had a stock split, obviously, which is really a nothing burger economically. It's the equivalent of you giving me a $20 bill, and I give you two tens back. Right. And, you know, it's really not much of a deal. So let's move on from that. Um, <clears throat> the things that I look at is the debt to equity on Boeing, uh, 4,084%. Uh, it, to me, it's unthinkable what they've been doing for the last 10 years. It uh, really started in 2013, but they've been buying back shares at a significant clip, uh, almost $15 billion in shares they've bought back since 2013, to the point where they've got um, the equity in the company, $410 million. That's a significant decline in equity when the company's operations have been working quite fine. Mm-hmm. It, to me, is is one of those things that I talk about quite frequently on the air, um, you know, it's it's financial engineering. I'm not saying that it's illegal. In fact, I uh, went through the same schools and know the know the deal. You know, when when you can borrow money at such a cheap cost, low interest rates, um, it's kind of a wise thing to do. The lower the weighted average cost of capital, the better off you are. The problem is, at some point, you start to wonder about the potential for bankruptcy, especially in a company that's an industrial that. You know, it's very cyclical. If uh, Think about it. If we have a recession, what generally right. happens is uh, business spending on travel declines significantly. That hurts. Individual uh, spending hurts the, on travel, too. It very well oh, yeah. does, yeah, because you're not going to be as likely to go have the fancy vacation yeah. uh, and, and fly to, to the destination to, to uh, deal with it. So uh, to me, it's just a lot more risk than I would like. Plus, when I look at the current PE, it's about 20, almost 28%. Premium to its 10-year average. I only use the 10-year average because the price got way out of whack back during the the uh, tech bubble, believe it or not. Um, but the current uh, price to EBITDA, which is kind of a marker for uh, cash flow, uh, is about 41.5% premium to its 10-year. Uh, and then if you look at the price to sales, 98, almost 99% premium at 2.15% versus its longer-term average of 1.08. The stock just looks horribly expensive, even after even the after haircut it took yeah. from from its its current situation. For some reason, the market's really in love with Boeing, and, and it's showing up in many places. Like I say, to me, it's had a significant impact on the, the Dow Jones Industrials, which, again, is not the best indicator of market conditions. I'd much rather see the S&P 500 with the market cap being, you know, the the thing that drives the weight in those in, in market cap can be derived by number of shares times the price per share, uh, basically in a company. So, um, you know, it, to me, it's a, a lot better indicator. Uh, so, <clears throat> you know, if I held Boeing right now, I'd be a huge seller. Okay. So, uh, you know, if if you want my opinion, there you got it. Uh, not so much about the tragedies that we've seen lately, although they are important, very important. I think uh, financially the company's got other issues. So um, if you want my advice, I'd say fall in love with something else for a little <laughs> while. 
All right, we got questions. Uh, if you've got a question you'd like to get on the air, you can call us, 770-429-9166. Ask for our show producer, and that would be Miss Kelly Lynn, and uh, she can get your question to us so that we can answer it on the air. Uh, or you can call our question hotline, 1-855-429-9166. Leave your message uh, we'll play it on the air and answer right behind it, or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com, D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com, uh, or go to our website, hensler.com, spelled the same way, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. All right, uh, got a question here. Marty and Bev from Canton says, uh, I know it's probably too late, but is there anything we can possibly do to improve our 2018 tax situation? And the good news is... Yes. Possibly. Well, possibly. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with possibly. Answer. It depends. Well, it let's depends. look at your tax return. It depends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You look at uh, well, making an IRA. Old as me, it wears depends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right. I can make fun of myself. That's right. <laughs> All right. Good deal. Yeah. Um, you know, on that note, you know, you can, you know, look to make IRA contributions, uh, right. which would help your tax situation. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's – there's I, not a lot at this point. You, well, you can't open new accounts. You health know, savings accounts. Health open. savings, but if you have, there's not a lot to do. If you have an IRA and you haven't already tap, tapped it out or yeah. maxed it out, uh, you can add to that. Um, you could also do a health savings account. Anything that seems like it's similar to those IRAs, exactly. you, can, you can still um, make those contributions. So – um, you could add to a health savings account, mm-hmm. or if you had one, an education, education savings account for the kids, which would be previously known as the Coverdale account, I believe. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's got some. Uh, it's a great way to save for uh, kids' college. Initially, it was right. one of the few ways that you could uh, pay for their primary and their secondary education, meaning their grade school if they went to right. a private school or for uh, college, um, I think they've allowed five twenty. Exactly. They have. Now they're not as so popular. Not as and the, exactly and the better thing is, you can save more to a five twenty nine. I think it's yeah. you know a lower limit for the ESA. But yeah, totally. uh, as far as answering your question, yes, there's a few things to do. If you're self-employed, if you have more options available to you though. You can okay. do the SEP IRA and you know look at UniK individual UniK contributions, things like that. A SEP IRA is going to have higher limits depending on your income. So if you're self-employed, usually you start doing the the contribution planning after your end for self-employed individuals. Okay. Typically, just you know the employer portion. You always have to put the employee portion before your end. But um, you know there are options if you are self-employed. So you can always give us a call to talk about that. There we go. And that's running out of time though, so you got to make it quick. That's right. Got to do something April quick. Because I can, right. I can assure you, if you wait till April first to contact your CPA and tell them, hey, I've got some ideas. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're He's, probably going to get some. Uh, you're going to be strong. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to be lucky time? to get them on the phone. <laughs> the problem, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that time. number, you can call us at seven seven zero four two nine nine one six six to get in touch. Uh, we got another question here. Hayden from Vining says our only child is looking to buy a home. Uh, he has a good job and can afford the mortgage payments, but he just doesn't have the 20% to put down. My thoughts are that mm-hmm. he should put down what he can, pay the PMI. Uh, it's it's what I had to do for my first home, so uh, his mother feels differently. She thinks 
we should front him 40 grand. Uh, we're 10 years from retirement. I'm trying to sock away as much as we can, not spend it. Uh, your two cents. I would uh, uh, generally advise, uh, I know you generally advise avoiding PMI. What do you guys think? We you are the financial well, planners saving. We hate getting involved in a couple spat, which could <laughs> yeah. potentially be occurring yeah. well, after Shana's this. Sean better at this. Show. She's got the CDFA. <laughs> that's right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Breaks down that far, she could probably help him. We're that, just kidding. Yeah. Right. right. Yes, there, there's kidding. more options available though. So there's other ways. Interest rates are still low. The 30-year is where four and a half, four point three. Yeah, it's come um, down a little bit. Right. But yeah. So, the, so it's still low, but there are other options for that. So they do have products out there, um, different loan officers does that I've seen. Not that I'm a proponent of this, but if instead of loaning the money, because loans never come back, you know, most time they don't come back, and then there's gifting issues if they don't. There, it's very, it's more complicated than you think it is. Right. Um, and so, you know, you can do the loan, but. It's not a loan, a first-time home purchase. You have to sign that it's not a loan, first of all. The loan officer is not going to let you give a loan to your child. So okay. you actually, the child it's has... It's a gift. It's a gift. Yeah. You have to right. sign that it's a gift. So you can't really have a, lo- you know, a, a loan, per se. Um, and so the other option is, I've seen some lenders where they have a rate adjustment, a small rate adjustment where you can actually, it's called lender paid mortgage insurance, yep. where they actually do a rate adjustment. Now, you'd be paying a higher rate for the mm-hmm. life of your loan, um, you know, but it buys out PMI. And okay. so basically it buys mortgage insurance for the lender. So you don't have to do that 20, that 20%. Or so, so you don't have to pay that mortgage insurance. You're, ba- you're paying it all at once and buying a policy basically. Now, if you're going to buy the home for two years, that doesn't it's make not, sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, well actually two years would make sense cause you do a rate adjustment. If you're going to pay off the loan and live there for 30 years, it may not make sense is what I meant. Sorry. I just said the opposite. Um, so that they do have that available. You will pay a higher interest rate, but um, it's not usually that much higher, maybe a quarter of a point. I don't know. I don't want to quote anything, obviously, since right. um, they change it, daily. It, it, right. <laughs> so it's usually just a rate adjustment to buy it down, and then you're not having to worry about the gifting and the loans. Yeah, and they're becoming. I mean, they're. It, it, we're no longer in an in a interest rate environment with mortgages that you have to put 20% down. 20% gets you the best rates possible, but you can find, you know, the. You know, they're at, I think, what, 98% now? Right. You know, so you, you, can, you can put yes. 2% down on a home. Yeah. Not that that's, again, recommended. But um, FHA is yeah. 3%, right? 3.5% down yeah. for FHA. Yeah. And then they have the other one. I can't think of the name of it, but it's only 5% down. Yeah. 95% loan to value. But then, you know, you start thinking, are we, are we heading into another one of those loan crises exactly, again if people are doing this, you know? Exactly, because they're able to do that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of expectation. Some of the data that we see, I mean, uh, it looks like, 51% of people under age 35 expect to have help with their mortgage, their first-time home purchase. Yeah. Um, and 72%, 51% under the age of 35 expect to have help. And 72% of parents say that they're willing to lend hmm. their kids. So it's, it, you know, it's pretty good stats that you know, these things are happening. Right. That's okay. I mean, I think if you're 10 years away from retirement, you have options. The big thing is you want to have a financial plan, in my opinion, to make sure that you can last and have a substantial retirement first and foremost. And treat it as a gift in yes. that plan. Yeah. Yes. That it's not coming back. And and treat it as, uh, think of this too, in 10 years, that money should be worth more than the 40000 you gave if you kept it invested in the market. Right. Long-term statistics tell us about 10%. You're talking about almost $64,000 in 10 years off of a $40,000 investment. 
I don't know that we'll see 10 years um, average in the next uh, or 10% average in the next 10 years, but right. I wouldn't be surprised because we've only had two periods in the last, well, since 1925 where uh, 10-year investment was lower than uh, than it started. So, you know, it, it's not often to see negative. All right, we're wrapping the show up. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. I'm telling you, the market's going to be up this week as well. Going up. There we go. DJ2. Sean. F. There we go. Good. Catch us next week. Thank you. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.